This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And just so you know, that MLB game was the Angels and Rockies, yes. 25 to 1. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to come back to that. Because, Brutal. Yes. Rockies got whomped, even though they <laughs> ended up winning the series. They got killed on point differential. Yeah. But, yes, our fearless captain, Jordan Stahl. Here's an interesting question. Which Stahl places higher in, like, the Kaniac pantheon of players, right? Oh, well, now it's definitely Jordan. Jordan's sure. pat- but he, I yeah. Eric has a cup. I know. Eric, I believe, was Rookie of the Year, right? Yeah. So rookie of the Year, had a cup. Jordan's got more years with us now, but I'm just yeah. saying, it's like, you forget the those the, the years where Eric Stahl was the show in town. If he gets a cup, then for sure. It's and he was the hot Jordan. rookie on, yeah. on a world, uh, I think he was a, a rookie on a Stanley Cup team. But Jordan Stahl... Signs a four-year contract with $11.6 million. Let's let uh, somebody who knows more about hockey than I, Bob McKenzie, telling you what the deal was. Jordan Stahl has signed a four-year, $11.6 million extension to remain with the Carolina Hurricanes. The 34-year-old was set to become an unrestricted free agent July 1st. Stahl's new contract carries a full no-move for the first three years and full no-trade clause for the final season. Yeah, that's right. No, He ain't going nowhere. A no-movement clause for three seasons, then a no-trade clause for the final season, 26-27. Now, I was I thought it was obvious that uh, this would be his final contract, but he's only 34. You got Brent Burns out there skating at 40. Um, we'll, uh, we'll get to Jordan Stahl on that in just a second. Here's – I'm not smart enough to break down hockey for you, but I have started to learn some of the beauty of uh, Jordan Stahl. Specifically, this always comes up in the playoffs – when home ice advantage matters, one of the things that it matters is you have the ability to dictate matchups more, right? And basically what Jordan Stahl does is he makes life very, 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 very difficult for the other team's best scorer. Um, he's a great face-off guy, and the more you have the puck, the more you can do with it, the more the other team doesn't have the puck, uh, the things they can't do with it. And it's he's always the guy who, if... You know, when we ask the robot overlords to write our sports stories now, they'll be like, Jordan Stahl did not score any goals. And so it's like, oh, Jordan Stahl doesn't score a lot. What's he, He's not worth anything. And every teammate and coach will be like, Jordan Stahl might be our most important player. I mean, not really. You obviously do got to score goals, but he just does so many contributing things um, that uh, contribute to winning hockey. Uh, that he is one of the most important players that the Canes have. And he's just been, like, rock solid. He has. Um, I, uh, he's missed some time, but, but I don't remember him missing any playoff time. Yeah. Um, you can just tell he's a good leader. He's yes. just a good guy to lean on. Um, and obviously, if you look, the relationship between, I think, I think he's been a captain mostly the entire time that, that Rod Brendamore has been there. And uh, that relationship has worked well. of like how to disseminate the Brindamore culture within the Canes. Jordan Stahl as the conduit, as the captain, um, obviously exactly what the team needs and wants because it's been five successful seasons now. Getting, I like to make sure people know this, not just getting to the playoffs, getting out of the first round every single time. Yep. That is big. It's huge. Eventually it'll break. They'll win a Stanley Cup. Um, let's hear from Jordan Stahl, who took some time out of his Sunday to hop on a Zoom. Uh, he was asked about his initial reaction to this new contract. 
yeah, obviously, uh, it's where I wanted to be. Um, and um, I got, I feel like we've got some unfinished business, and I'm just super excited to be part of the organization and um, this group of guys, and um, just just everything everything about it just fit exactly what I wanted to to finish off my career with. So I'm excited about it, and um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun and a lot of uh, a lot of good future memories. And hopefully a Stanley Cup. I, mean, I would have liked to yes. have promised a Stanley Cup. That's not really Jordan <laughs> Stone's style, but, no. you know, whatever. It would have been cool. Optimistic, though. Um, all right. As I said, when I heard he announced a four-year deal, in my I was writing down notes right? like this. I'm preparing for the show, Victoria. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the Google Doc writing. Yep. And I'm right. Jordan Stahl signs four-year deal that will likely take him to the end of his career. And then I went and looked up his age, and I was like, I know. Maybe not. I can see him going four years and then start doing some one-year deals after that. He was asked about how he envisioned, uh, if he envisions this as his last contract, talking to his family about that very subject. Yeah. um, I mean, there's not a whole lot of guys that keep playing after this contract, but um, we'll see when we get uh, to the end of it. But um, obviously, you know, it's uh, until the end of my career. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm ready to grind. I'm I'm ready to play and uh, feel feel. Like um, I feel really good about my game, and I feel like uh, I can help the team for um, the rest of this contract. And I'm going to do my best uh, to my abilities. And um, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But uh, I believe I can do it. So I'm excited about uh, um, the deal and 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 where this team's headed in the direction. And I'm just uh, happy to be a part of it. So there is obviously something f- about physical breakdown, right? But that's I mean, I'm not I'm not being mean no that's age it's like, life that's begun for mm-hmm. for a dude after 31 maybe oh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, like that's begun and so the question becomes like and then we talked about brent burns specifically he's pushing 40 now right yeah I mean, he's definitely oh, late 30s he's, he's not 40 and we've seen <laughs> other players i mean you know, obviously tom brady recently was playing football at 45 yeah. there is a physical aspect of it it's a very physical sport but there's also things that you you know uh knowledge experience you accrue can you know knowing when when you know the bounce off the boards of every single inch of pnc arena then that makes up for maybe a tenth of a second of of skate speed right like you can bounce these things out to me it it really does come down to more mentally i've heard um interviews with athletes and retired athletes and the different you know the guys that as soon as the season's done or as soon as they take their week vacation all of a sudden, they're still fired up oh, yeah. to begin that workout program in freaking July or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. And that first time that you're like, I knew I needed to start my workout program. And I was like, man, I would, I'd rather just play another round of golf. Uh, no. then, then you're like, that's it. That's how you knew it was done. So th- that time, thankfully, has not come for Jordan Stahl. Um, and unfortunately, there will come a time when he'll be done. He was asked specifically about whether or not he thought about retiring after this past season. Yeah, I think... Um <clears throat> I mean, at the end of uh, the year before, I guess you guys asked that question. And my whole like thought process in my brain for when I signed that 11 years in Carolina was, you know, like I said, I, I wanted to finish that contract and um, and and still finish playing well and playing hard, and um, and then obviously see what happens after that. And um, so I never really thought much of it. And but once uh, once it was done, obviously, it, I mean, the way it ended too, and and the way I was playing, I, I felt like I could still contribute to the to the group and, and really help uh, 
help a, a really good team win a cup. So um, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to keep going, and um, and uh, I'm ready for it. My family's ready for it. We love Carolina. Like uh, my kids love it there, and um, it's just been um, such a blessing to be a part of such a great organization for so long. And um, I'm just happy to be uh, still kicking the can and and, and giving another uh, another take at uh, trying to get another run here. The other thing that Jordan Stahl is doing here that he doesn't really know he's doing, and I'm trying to think of like a comparison. It's not quite the same, but like the Canes almost are this like green becoming this like Green Bay Packers type franchise where like no. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. These guys, growing up, wanted to play in Toronto and Boston and New York and Chicago, like the, you know, maybe Pittsburgh, right? Right. Um, those are where they saw stars play, uh, or, or any of the Canadian teams. Edmonton, you know what I mean? That's where a lot of these guys saw things play. And so I think, you know, people say, why would you ever want to play in Raleigh, North Carolina, right? But when you start seeing dudes that are well-respected and they've played in a lot of places and won a lot of places, like Justin Williams, Mm -hmm. who's like, you know, actually, I'd like to end my career in Carolina. Or Jordan Stahl, who's going to end up spending so many times, so many years here, and and basically probably not even look that hard to go somewhere else, right? I'm not saying he took a hometown deal. I can't evaluate this contract on money terms. I'll let Adam Gold do that for you. Um, But, like, you know, just I don't think he's looking that hard. Rod Brindamore, same way. Yeah. We almost laugh. I'm not saying that Rod Brindamore, especially if he were able to, you know, give Carolina a cup and feel like he maybe was closing a chapter, you know, and then the the bright lights of Toronto or some, you know, glitzy franchise of New York Rangers maybe would attract him. But him being a well-respected, well-regarded coach that kind of is like, no, nah, I don't really want to play anywhere else except here. Right. Um, you know, I, I, and then and, and then again, Jordan, guys like Jordan Stahl, that makes it more uh, likely that guys like Brent Burns, yeah. who are like, you know what, I don't want to deal with any of the BS. I want to go to a well-run organization that's also probably doing well and going to get me to the playoffs. Where's a good place I can do that? And then if you throw in things that the best fans, well, yeah, yeah, I think that stadium. matters. Yeah. Passionate, <laughs> yeah. um, but also I was going to say things like things that players <laughs> like, like barbecue, golf courses that are close by. <laughs> uh, you know, you could be in nature, not yeah. very, like mountains one, one direction, beach the other. You could buy. Well, I think a lot of these like Brent Burns doesn't want. I, I guess some mountains, but he wants like space where no one else is. <laughs> Yes. You can find that, um, you know, not far. Somewhere. Um, yeah, not much left in Wake County. So yeah. um, we will talk to either Trip Tracy or Mike Menescalco, or maybe both. Yeah. Uh, in the next couple of days, we got the NHL draft, so we'll, we will invite those guys by to break down not only the draft but uh, but Jordan Stahl's new contract and what it means for the Canes. Obviously, just a huge win for the Canes organization. Um, Stahl also a guy who you know 
brings no drama, doesn't care no. that if he's a first line, second line, third line. He's like, whatever, put I'm me down. with whoever, and we'll make stuff happen. Uh, interestingly enough, there was other Canes transactional news this weekend about a player that people like to talk about a, a lot. A very familiar name. Tony D'Angelo, it was reported, was going to be traded back to the Canes from the Flyers. But then things got a little hairy. Things got held up. And it has nothing to do with Tony D'Angelo being kind of a somewhat controversial figure. Here's Nobody ever asks my take on these things, but here's how, here's how I feel about Tony D'Angelo. He said some stupid, ignorant, ugly, vile things, I think, as a, as a, as a kid, right? As a, I think he was a teenager. And he should be punished for those, and uh, those are wrong, and everyone can condemn the things he said. You can read about it if you want. Then one time he punched a teammate. That's an awful thing. And I think he's been punished fairly severely. If you go look at like what money Tony D'Angelo was making, he lost a lot of money. Right. I mean, when you go look at how we punish people in society, like, yeah, we send some people to jail, but like paying millions of dollars is a pretty big punishment for, for a decent amount of people, right? So I tend to see Tony, and, and, and the time that since he signed with the Carolina Hurricanes, I'm not saying I've paid close attention, but I feel like I would have heard about him doing something bad or ugly other than having uh, espousing political views that you or I may not believe with, uh, agree with, right? Um, and so I, I've moved past Tony D'Angelo's past and am now judging him merely on his present. And it seems like the Carolina Hurricanes are too, especially and I know this isn't the right way to think about it, but also it's sports, especially when they think they can get a pretty good deal on him. So the first time they signed him for the Rangers, they signed him at a pretty cheap deal because he needed yeah. to uh, repair his image and get back in the league, and he was looking for any place he could do it. So they, were got, they got good value out of him. I think he's kind of uh, talked about as not a great defender and maybe it was helped by the fact that I think he was playing with Jacob Slavin. But he did a pretty good job of quarterbacking a power play. And I think that's what the Carolina Hurricanes want. Carolina Hurricanes might also say, yes, we see he was not great in Philadelphia last year, but we know what he is. And we think in our system he can serve a certain purpose. And I respect the people making those decisions to see that. However, the league has stepped in and said, hold on a second here. Not so fast. Because what happened is... We trade D'Angelo to the Flyers. They signed him to a deal. Then they were going to send him back to us, and they were retaining a bunch of his salary. And basically, we've seen this now in the Dundon era, and, and Dundon will probably give more credit to Waddell, but, like, Dundon's the owner. A lot of the Hurricanes' moves work out. Yeah. Now, the, the Coke and Yimmy one... Maybe it'll take a little more time. Maybe maybe he would still be seen as maybe not quite worth the contract we're, we're paying him. But it was one of those things where we knew we were going to have to overpay a little bit. Um, and long term, we'll see what the Kokanyemi six-year run with the Canes looks like and how much we paid him and what, what, what it was worth, right? But we tend to, like, we'll trade nothingness and we'll get a guy who's then all of a sudden, like, contributing for us. Like, we seem yeah. to do pretty well. And so it's going so well that the NHL is like, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think you guys are too good at trading. So D'Angelo was meant to go to the to Carolina with the Flyers retaining some of his salary. But since his, his trade from the Hurricanes was less than a year ago, it raised some red flags. Pierre Lebrun at the Athletic explained that this is not a regular situation. The Hurricanes traded him as a restricted free agent, meaning that the Canes didn't sign his contract. And Daniel Breer, the Flyers GM, wasn't in place yet when Philadelphia signed him to a deal. So it's 
I don't think that anybody's doing anything officially shady. It sounds like they're going to sit down and talk, and the league is either going to say, yeah, you can do it or you can't. Um, but uh, interesting situation nonetheless. I, I'd like to see, like, when they sit down to talk, I want the league to be there, and I want it to be like a face-off. Like yeah. the, the, the owners or whoever have to, like, sit in a scrum <laughs> and be like, all right, what do you trade? What do you trade? What do you trade? What do you, what do you, what do you? Uh, <laughs> I love yes. it. So those are the reports. And, again, we do have the NHL draft this week, so that's why a lot of transactions uh, will be happening now. Next up, getting out the gate. We mentioned it already. LSU won the first game. Florida put up 24 runs last night. So we get the championship game tonight. The guy at pitch for LSU is like the best pitcher in college baseball. But he's pitching for the third time in nine days. I love how, you know, like in the pros, like if if we sign some dude to a $100 million contract, or that's probably not even a lot these days, to a $500 million contract because he's so good, like, we count his pitches very, very carefully. And he throws like 70, and we're like, oh, you're done, you're done. Right. If he's like striking out everyone, we got a no-hitter, perfect game on that. Nope, 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 nope. In college, we don't give a crap. Nope. We roll those dudes back up there. We're like, take take six Advil, ice it up, and let's go. Throw, right. buddy, some throw. Dirt on it, go That's out That's what they do. <laughs> so the LSU guy is, I think LSU's a slight favorite because he's supposed to shut him down. But I don't know. Well, it's, it's crazy that LSU played a game through 10 innings that was 0-0 against Wake Forest, and then they play a game with 24 runs. I guess it matters uh, who's pitching. Uh, and next up, getting out the gate, the Travelers Championship. Yes, that's what it's come to. We're breaking down the travel. I'm trying to stay true to the gold show. Sure. Talking baseball, hockey, and golf. And there you- I mean, that is the essence <laughs> of the Adam Gold show. That's what we're doing here. The Travelers Championship, which is a noted, respected, well-attended, like a lot of the top pros play at PGA Tour Stop, right? It has been maybe one of the poster boys for the has the game gotten too easy for the good people? And should they be, like, playing with a restricted ball? Because it just looks like they're playing video game golf. They're just driving at 400 yards, then, like, dropping the ball with a wedge 10 feet from the hole and then making the putt. Not just the winner, everyone's doing it. Like you look at Keegan Bradley won, and he got it only became interesting because he fell apart and shot a 68, right? And he still won by three strokes. Ricky Fowler had a 60 at one point, could have had a 59. You don't see a lot of those. I don't, I'm not saying that we need to restrict the ball. I don't know. I just feel like maybe there's other ways we can make the game harder. Could we start putting, could we put like putt putt elements on the green? It's like you hit the green, but oh, sorry, you're uh, you know behind the windmill. So this is, this birdie putt's not going to be as easy as you think. I don't know what Keegan Bradley, by the way, he set a 54 hole record at the Travelers Championship, and it was kind of cool because he's from the Northeast, and this tournament is from the Northeast. So apparently, a bunch of Northeast bros went off. It felt like he was felt like Webb Simpson winning the Wyndham, right? Winning in North Carolina. That was Keegan Bradley. You know, their states aren't as big up there. So even though he's from Vermont, winning a tournament in Connecticut. That's a big deal. Um, down here, we have bigger states. We don't really know what that's like. So, uh, But Keegan Bradley reminded me of my good friend Josh Goodson, who joined us on Friday and will probably stop by again. Josh, in many ways, he's a great golf partner. He pays for a lot of rounds. That's always nice. He is a gimme master. He will knock your ball away from the hole and give you the putt many, many times. But the one way in which Goodson is a bad guy and, and it reminded me of Keegan Bradley yesterday, is he 
is not afraid to like. Let's say you got four or five holes left, and you and you know you you don't know exactly what your score is because you're not you know you're trying not to pay attention. But you know you've been playing well. You haven't had a lot of six sevens or eights on your card. Just a lot of pars and bogeys, not a lot of doubles, maybe even a birdie in there. And you're like, I got a decent score going. My good friend Josh Goodson will be a bad guy and start being like, Hey, do you want to know how many uh, shots you need to break? In my case, it's often break ninety, or or even sometimes it'll be like, Do you know how many shots? Uh, you know, you, you you know what you could do to break eighty five coming down the stretch here, which of course, after he tells you that is when you start falling apart and not doing the things you needed to do. That was Keegan Bradley yesterday. He's playing some of the best golf of his life, certainly most recently. Through 54 holes, he's just crushing everyone. And then with like five holes to go, things start going bad. And literally, he's so far ahead, you could start thinking like, do you even should you even be trying to play regular golf or should you just be playing safe golf, playing for fives, every hole because the only way you can lose is if you had sixes and sevens. Uh, but that was Keegan Bradley. Finally down the stretch, he knuckled down. We're changing topics in the middle of the uh, thing here now. Now he uh, knuckled down, hit a ball close to the green, safely got in, and he still won by like three strokes. So, um, But it was uh, it, it's always interesting when you see professional golfers looking like average golfers, and that was Keegan Bradley for a short stretch at the end of the Travelers Championship. And finally, like we said, how do the Rockies feel about this past weekend? Because they won their weekend set with the Angels, meaning they took two of the three games. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com they won seven to four on friday and four to three yesterday but in between they lost 25 to one that's the second largest negative run differential for a team that won a series in mlb history the last time that was the only time it's been more was in 1897 when of course we all remember the louisville colonels won a series versus chicago with a minus 23 run differential speaking of baseball Keeping it true to the gold show and the heat of summer. Talking baseball. 